seeing anyone so like any boob contact I can get I'm here for oh she's up all in that she's ready (laughs) and I I feel like because she's so loving she's such a loving cat I'm not really using her it's she wants it right like this is completely consensual and she actually is the initiator so I mean I don't even have time to say whoa please no like it's done she's already rubbed there you're there you're done (laughs) okay weird start to this process but it's fine (laughs) that's what happens when you talk to me that's true um okay right there perfect okay so let's let's begin shall we all right should i do an introduction for you um it's your podcast you do what you want (laughs) all right we currently have on the phone from the lovely state of Ohio. Well, that's not where she resides, but that's just where she is right now. Living up her Bridgerton dream in a, a library filled with 18th century books. My sister, the the elegant, the uh, what's a good word for oh, you? What's a good word? I got this. The elegant, the enamored, the gilded. Ooh. <laughs> Bitch, formerly known as Namaste Dwejitoki's leader, Catherine Anderson. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to my podcast again. This time I had prepped you so that you would know that you were coming on, whereas last time I just called you out of the blue. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was a good episode, actually. Like, I got a lot of uh, praise for it, honestly. So, like, you know, everyone was like, I feel like I had a couple of comments on that episode where they were like, this is your best yet. It was very authentic. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's because I had someone else on there to, like, help yeah. me make it authentic. So this should be a good episode. Well, that and we always talk. So why not record the talk? <laughs> Honestly, our conversations sometimes are so golden. That I I wish we had like a sitcom. I really do. We've said that for many years. Even when we were doing YouTube, and like we would vlog. Like honestly, the vlogs I feel like are gold. <laughs> yeah. So I, let's actually segue right in there. So what I want to talk to you about today is a conversation we had a little bit on when we were younger, when we were in our twenties. When we were in college specifically, we had a YouTube channel that we used as kind of like a creative outlet without really intending to become famous. But then we kind of had what would 
I would classify essentially a one hit wonder fame moment that Mm. kind of grew and we had the option to grow it even farther but um we're going to talk about why we decided to walk away from that today Mm. okay so let's talk a little bit about our dynamic and why we decided to start youtube initially you know i was thinking about this the other day i don't quite remember exactly how it went down i do remember our very first video was during finals week and it was the fantastic baby dance that we did (laughs) this was a a k-pop song so my uh katie and i are do you want to be called katie or evelyn i know that you're like you're transitioning into a new name um everybody knows me as katie in this context so katie's fine okay so so Katie and I at this time were like blossoming K-pop bands. This is when it was not really well known overseas. It's like it was like a subculture of people uh, that were K-pop fans at this time. And the biggest group that we knew was Big Bang. And so we were really into the song. It had just come out. It was about to be summer break. We were done with that semester of college and we were excited to kind of start um, a YouTube. Like I think at that time we were thinking we were going to be vlogging the summer yeah and so that was kind of like our like let's start the summer let's uh, start this really cool youtube channel together well and that actually makes sense because i had been i had been on um a uh study abroad the previous year and i vlogged the entire time i was on that study abroad so it was kind of an, an extension of that experience i loved vlogging all of that history and my adventures and I and I think that's what we wanted to bring into that summer is that same vlogging type of experience but we wanted to start it off with a big bang (laughs) (laughs) good pun (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and we were always kind of creative people from our early days even before YouTube we were we were storytellers our games even as kids we were like there were backgrounds and there were solid plots and there was a whole fantasy world that we had in just our our front and backyards as kids so for us being creative Mm. just made sense I feel like yeah and you know we used to have a camcorder even when we were really young we had a (laughs) camcorder date us wow (laughs) but we had a camcorder that mom would let us do you know use and we would just either record us doing silly weird stuff so we could watch it back later or we would we like made entire movies on this camcorder we did yeah we had like plots and everything figures yeah i remember that like and like because they were action figures you could like make a set for them because they were small Uh and so like you would like take cardboard boxes like draw on them yeah there was a whole thing yeah, we had soundtracks that we would play, and we, we edited <laughs> it the way we could, which was just take, oh, that was terrible take, retake, retake. That was our editing, but. It was. Do you remember how <laughs> obsessed we were with the Lady Hawk soundtrack? Oh, my God, I still am. Iconic, <laughs> iconic. <laughs> like, the, the last scene where the, there's the eclipse where it's like, do 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 oh, Remember that song? <laughs> Oh my god, we had so many adventures to that song. It was a good soundtrack for our movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was, it was always kind of a natural thing that we've always been, we perform for each other mostly, it's yeah. especially when we're together. 
we kind of perform for each other because we've always been each other's entertainment. Oh, 100 grown up that way. So we entertain each other, and we ended up just, you know, it was just a natural progression to put it on video. And then from that, I had found other people who had been doing reaction videos and I hadn't really known what it was exactly, but it seemed like something that could be fun for us to do together because we were already watching and experiencing K-pop for the first time. And it seemed like a fun way for us to document that as well as just have fun together. So we did start doing reaction videos on the side of trying to vlog. Right, exactly. So I remember actually the day that you proposed that we do reaction videos. We were making, like, we were vlogging the stuff that we were doing on college campus, uh, the college campus we went to during the summertime. We were just little things for fun. And one day you came into my room and you were like, so I saw this um, YouTube video where they watch like a music video. And I think we should do that with K-pop and like, I guess, like, I don't remember exactly what your reasoning was beyond the fact that it looked like fun. I think that was it. Yeah. It just looked like fun. Yeah. I don't, none of this was, like, ever intended for us to be like, you know how we can get famous? Right. No. It was very much like that could be fun for us to do. And because we have such, um, I would say, infectious dynamic when we are doing things that we're passionate about, mm. it seemed to get a lot of attention. Well, it was also like at the beginning, it was very few people, but they were people who also were passionate about K-pop. And to this oh, day, yes. we still have a few viewers. I was even chatting with some over comments not too long ago. Oh, that's so nice. Well, it's like because at that time, so few English speaking people mm-hmm. basically knew and cared about k-pop or or seem to enjoy it. Yeah. So this was a way for us to reach out to a community that, you know, actually found a new this amazing thing that we had found which we thought was so revolutionary at the time but there was no one else in our little town or even in the country we were living in really it seemed like that cared and that was one of the responses we got quite often was it's it's like you guys are my k-pop friends is what we were exactly i remember that yeah we would get Mm -hmm. constant comments where they're like i feel like you understand me i feel like you guys are watching this with me because right. like and when you're the- a K-pop fan at that time, like you didn't have right. like the merchandise in Hot Topic, you didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of people that like knew at least understood that it existed in the world. It was literally just like this subcategory of nothing. You had right. to go find it. <laughs> exactly, and it was it was so much fun to to have this connection with other people in the world who also liked k-pop and they they literally i remember comments that people would say you know i look forward to when you guys upload like you made my day and it wasn't simply because you know we were the most entertaining things in the world i don't think that's true but it was because we were thinking and and saying similar to things that they were thinking and so it was very much a community we had built it was and like it was it was a place for them to go to be a fan and that was Uh it was nice I feel like for what we provided at the time and the thing that we stayed consistent on is our reaction was 100% authentic yes sometimes to our detriment but yes yes there was a lot of people like I don't feel like you liked that sister music video we were like because we didn't <laughs> right i i know that once we had like a, a certain number of consistent viewers we started doing requests so we were like we had gone through the main yeah 
videos we had wanted to react to and we wanted we were open and we wanted to experience more so we're like hey tell us what we should watch and we'll put it on our list and we are we started doing shout outs too because again it was a way for us to connect to people that cared and it was a fun little thing for them to have i mean we had maybe three or four requests at a time so it was very easily you know you could do that like it wasn't hard yeah but once we started getting into the parts of k-pop we didn't really like and because we were honest they started getting frustrated and they were trying to find something we would like that was because if it's your favorite group of course you want us to like it because you want to have that camaraderie with that right person but and there wasn't that many people at that time doing k-pop reactions so our reaction at that time actually ended up mattering to them because nobody else had at that point yeah so I can see why the frustration happened, but it was weird to us because we're like, we're never going to lie to you. Like we, we do kind of overreact a little bit, but only because we're together and we yeah. always overreact when we're together. That's the thing. <laughs> the dynamic between me and Katie has always been rather dramatic because we have been very um, expressive, creative and storytelling type people together that's how our whole life has been and so when we would react we would do it to make each other laugh we would do it to feed off of each other and so sometimes it would come across as being fake but we were always just being ourselves Mm, I mean it's obviously sometimes a more dramatic side of ourselves but it's still us it's still us it's the playful side side. yeah exactly So while we were no, doing this, I do know this, that yeah, go I ahead. got tired of the, that. Oh, sorry, talking over you. <laughs> You're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, now while we were trying to be really honest, I do know that I personally, once I watched one Girls' Generation video, I was not interested in another. Yep. And I was annoyed that there was so it got to a point where they were like almost on a mission to make us like them. You had to like them, they, otherwise you're not a K-pop fan, kind of. Right. Mentality. And they got really mean about it, but then they were just requesting and requesting and requesting, and we were trying to do what they wanted for at that point. Exactly. So it was it was a little bit like, okay, I don't want to do this. You're making me do this kind of a feel. So we probably should have just stayed away from it, but we were trying to connect. So. That's yeah, fine. and, like, when you have, like, so many comments of people being, like, please, 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 please do this yeah. one, after a while, you're, like, well, we might as well do it so that they move on. <laughs> like, we might as well do it so that we can, like, move on to the other ones that we uh, want to actually focus on. Because while this was happening, a lot of big groups that we know today were debuting. And right. so there were these really, like, hot new groups that we actually wanted to view and do mm-hmm. reactions to because we were interested in them. Right. This was also the time just before BTS debuted. Exactly. BTS was not what it is now. (laughs) They were not. (laughs) I remember watching their vlogs pre-debut of like Rap Monster. And I think Jimin came in as well. He's not called Rap Monster anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. He changed. He's RM. But that that just proves that we are the OG because we know who that is. (laughs) I think it's a funny... I mean, honestly, Rap Monster is a funny name to begin with, so I it understand was. why he ended up changing it when they became more serious, but I, I'm so I'm always going to know him as that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, same. Honestly, like, I, I can't call him anything else because that's what he was. Right. But, like, this getting a little off track. I think, here, so we got up to, 
I think we got a, a good couple hundred to a thousand people that were consistently watching us but it wasn't just reaction videos they would also watch our vlogs they would also watch the sketches that we came up yeah, with yeah I, I, I always was, had the most fun doing yeah so I was just, I was gonna bring that up while this was going on we had an idea to do something like satirical sketch comedy on right. what it's like to be a k-pop fan in a world where there are no k-pop fans like the international right. K-pop and watching their groups over in Korea doing the things that we wish we could do. Or there was one that's still my favorite, which is Kidnap Shiny. <laughs> yes. That one is my favorite. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. It wasn't Kidnap. It was you Kidnap U-Kiss. Kidnap U-Kiss. That's right. Because yeah. I was like, Kevin from U-Kiss hates you. That whole like, dy- yeah. like that. It became an inside joke within our friend group <laughs> that Kevin from U-Kiss hated me for no reason. Like he just like he would hate me. That's my still my favorite one because it has that inside joke that any of the minions would know. Right. That honestly, the the sketches are where we got a lot of our inside jokes. Yeah. And it was so much fun to create those scripts. And even though we created a script, we often would ad lib and then we'd be like, "Go with it." Yeah. Exactly. It was. Like, it was- Mm, controlled chaos but it was often chaos <laughs> oh the star short the shiny star short that's the one we would do like why uh, did they get the star short that was funny and Lindsay like did her darndest to, to be like I it was so <laughs> funny I loved her interactions or like we, we, we were trying to the revolution one I don't remember what the tagline was but like um it was when we started our second channel so it was uh, Viva La K-pop that's right Viva La K-pop um, we were like we're gonna start a revolution yeah. because this is when we were starting to get more popular and we were like you know what would be funny if we make fun of how popular we are and like how it's not really popular <laughs> well okay so that brings up a very important issue here in my opinion <laughs> okay go for this it. was the beginning the beginning of the issues of doing this so this was so much fun and we had so many inside jokes and it was fun and everything was fine we weren't yeah. making money we weren't no. monetized at this time but we also weren't you know causing too many issues we used like when you watch a video you're listening to the music you're watching you know the actual video itself we would put it up on the screen because that's what most reactioners at that time would do and we would just watch it all the way through yeah that was a very different world where like you could actually play the music while you right. were watching it completely different world then we did we were doing we were in the middle of college so we had to schedule reaction days and we would watch three or four at a time and then I would upload them slowly throughout the week and yeah. then again we would do mm-hmm. it so it was during a slew of videos that size Gangnam Style came out oh good lord does anyone remember Gangnam Style everybody remembers is that Gangnam Style <laughs> we will never forget let's just let's just put it that way you and me we will never forget Gangnam Style because of what happened. No. So I, the only thing I remember from that day, and partly it's because of the videos and we talk about it, is we were tired. It was a week. It was it was getting towards finals, I think, because it, it was, it was a the long, end of the year. Yeah. And, you know, it was, we had already probably watched a couple of videos and we always had to record the intro again and again. And we have to be peppy for it because that's the, the you know, that's our standard we set. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the fangirls, you know? But I do remember, like, we we didn't look as great as we always tried to look in our videos. We were, we were being chill because, again, this was like, we're watching this with friends. It wasn't supposed to be a production. It was just turn on the camera watch it react exactly 
which was the which sealed our fate and i'm still mad that we didn't try a little harder to I look know. a little nicer to be it's, al- it's always like you know like hindsight is 2020 we just right. honestly we we didn't know sai who knew sai mm-hmm. it was like the people inside korea knew sai so we did not anticipate anyone mm-hmm. internationally would know who he was so we didn't anticipate this well, that, being big and- one of the reasons we were excited for it is we had heard that GD was in it. That was the reason we yeah. were excited for it. Exactly. And so I, did we, we hear that Hyuna was in it? I don't remember. It's been so long. Hyuna? I don't think uh, we really knew Hyuna that much at that time. We had no. We'd seen Bubble Pop, I think, but at that oh, yeah. point, she wasn't in the forefront of our concentration. It was mostly Big Bang at that time because that was the year that they had made that big comeback. Exactly. I don't know. I can't really remember that part of it. But what I do know is we literally finished recording and I uploaded, for some reason I uploaded size first. I think it's because it was the most fun to watch. So it was actually really fun to edit. It was. It was, it was, honestly, we were, we had a great time watching the music video because it was crazy. And we all know because that's Mm -hmm. the way size style is. Yeah. Honestly, great uh, genuine reactions for from us like we didn't we tried to be hype at first but then it was very easy because it was just a funny fun music video it was very honest reactions from us it was and then we uploaded i uploaded it probably that night and in the morning is when i was like something's weird here (laughs) because this isn't normal (laughs) yeah my email because i i was in control of of our youtube's email I was like, my email is full. I have never seen this many yep. emails because every time you comment, an email gets sent to me because at that time we didn't have that many comments, no. so it seemed fine. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails are in my inbox, and it started at like 20,000 views, which was probably the most we'd ever gotten, and oh, then yeah. an hour later, we we're at 50,000, or like, mm-hmm. it, just, it went up so quickly, like exponentially. Mm-hmm. We were at 500,000 faster than I could even count. And then within a week, we were we were at a million, I think. Yeah, it was really fast. It was so fast. And we were not prepared for what that entailed and the, the fact that that type of attention also brought in so much hate for no reason. It kind of got scary. You got really scary. I actually shielded you a lot from a lot of the comments. I started going Thank through you. and deleting because we had very, very specific death threats coming in. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had to we had to take a minute and pause because we had videos of us around town. We had been talking about our city. We had videos outside of our house. So it was like we got to take a lot of this down because I don't know how serious these threats are. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember getting scared because we had done something that was in our very small town that uh, is like a big event in our very small town. And mm. someone commented, Hey, I know where that is. Or like that, that I live close very by. Scary. I had like a legitimate panic attack because like, mm-hmm. I just didn't want that person first of all to reveal where we lived. And I didn't want that attention that close to me because it was starting to get really scary. And I, this is like the initial part where I was like, I think I need to take a step back from a lot of this. That's what my mindset was. Right. So that was, 
that was kind of like the negative side. I will say there was a lot of it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a whirlwind because we got we had people calling from Korean media that wanted to we video did. chat and like record uh, an interview in for Korean television. Yeah. We had the Wall Street Journal contact us for an mm-hmm. interview. Like it was crazy because we hadn't mattered to anyone but our very close little minions for so long and then all of a sudden now our opinion mattered or what we had to say was was going to be put with this huge thing that was popping off and it felt like a big responsibility for us to represent not only americans at this point well mm-hmm. but fangirls in general and to be you know not too ditzy like like we didn't want to play that role we wanted to be authentic but we also wanted to keep that energy that we had brought and i don't know it was just we were not prepared for the level of exposure we got so fast like within a week we were doing these interviews yeah yeah it it, like we felt weird about it because like we were like why would you want to interview us we didn't make (laughs) the music video right but like we were told we were we were in all of the articles and everything they kept saying we were the first ones to notice this in the western hemisphere and i'm like i don't know if that's true but i because doubt of it how quickly i uploaded <laughs> that's what it was is because yeah. we, we filmed it and uploaded it within the same day it got popular quickly enough because when people searched for the reaction video we were the only ones coming up at first Within the next few days, there's a bunch of other reaction videos that got really popular as well. But ours was always number one for like the first, I want to say for the first six months, we were the number one it result kept going for up. that. Yeah, search. people were like stealing our reaction, putting it on their channel to get clout. I remember mm-hmm. that. They were translating it as well into other languages without yeah. telling us. Like we had people commenting like, hey, this person stole your video. The problem was like we had no rights to the video nope. because we had it was already copyrighted. So it didn't matter whether they stole it or not at that point. I do remember we did have a documentary maker contact us, uh, me specifically, because I was in control of the account. And he was going to use it for his documentary about Psy. <laughs> yeah, we are in there. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but I, well, I, they have it. So they used, I don't know how much they used of it, but um, a couple of other TV shows asked for permission. And I'm like, I mean, you can, but like, why? Yeah. <laughs> that was the big question. Like we were, we were excited. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was a whirlwind, but like the question kept coming back. Why that? Why us laughing at a video like, yeah, our comments were kind of funny, but, like, why was that the one that went off when we thought we had made much better quality videos outside of reactions? It was funny because, like, we did not anticipate the the popularity side was going to have from that, but we somehow got just wrapped up in this wave coming over from Korea mm-hmm. with that song because everyone knew it for some reason. And we were like, I remember being kind of frustrated because we knew really good K-pop groups, mm-hmm. like good, solid music that like you could jam to. The ballads mm-hmm. were great. And then there's this. And like yeah. nothing against Sai, mean- but his stuff was satirical. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a great song. I loved it. We danced to it. We, you know, I, I it was a good song. But it wasn't all K-pop no. at that time. And we were frustrated about that part because that's all people knew. Exactly. So and when I would say, I'm a K-pop fan, they'd be like, oh, like Gangnam Style? Yeah. And that was always frustrating. It's like, okay, 
yeah, but that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very frustrating. So, I don't know. Yeah, we get this wave of popularity from Gangnam Style that kind of just like starts filling our, our YouTube channel and people are starting to treat us kind of more famous than we were. <laughs> and we were like, we're not. <laughs> we're really not. And that's where we came up with the second YouTube channel where we were going to be doing um, other things called Viva Lo K-Pop. And we made a, uh, a satirical sketch talking about like, we could be the people that are bringing K-Pop to America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's like one person in the group. yeah and so we, we asked Lindsay, my friend Lindsay, to be the one person that's like joining the revolution out in the audience because like we get up on this stage and we have like this microphone and we're like yeah we're bringing woo we're doing it and there's the one person in the audience that's how we felt <laughs> and that was very true like the the amount of attention we were getting online did not translate to real life like we went no. to school and nobody at school would know us because they're not in the k-pop world and again this is before bts nobody really even knew what k-pop was so they knew Gangnam style but they didn't know us in relation because really our popularity was in korea it like, was honestly. yeah the majority of our views were all korean all of the even the wall street journal was the wall street journal for korea exactly so all of the news outlets all of this attention all of this fame was strictly in korea plus like whatever fans we had already had or online presence but even then like in america itself there was not a huge audience for us so we felt fairly safe going out and about in our lives until Cognitive Style kind of threw us into the limelight for a while and we had concerns. But even even now that I look back at it, I don't think we had that many concerns because the majority of people who cared weren't in America. Yes. Very true. So time starts to pass and we're still doing reaction videos, but we're getting busier. And we're trying to do too... I felt like what happened that made it me draw back is we had too many things going and I started getting really tired of reaction videos because it became mm. less about what we wanted to watch and what we enjoyed and more about what these like hundreds of requests were for things that I didn't care about. I like I didn't give two shits about many of the groups that they were trying to get us to constantly watch. And I wanted to do more creative ventures uh, with the groups that I knew I was a fan of. And that's valid. I do remember, like, because of that video, we did get, I mean, we we ended up jumping up from 1,000 to 15,000 subscribers. And so proportionately, the requests were coming in such high, so much faster, and I couldn't keep up with them. I did create our website with a voting feature to try to get some semblance of order and whatever. But, you know, the masses are going to want what the masses want, and that doesn't necessarily match with what we have. Exactly. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I, the other the other issue that quickly started happening that compounded all of this is, so we did, we, we had a little bit of monetized videos that because of the traffic from Cognum Style, they got extra traffic too. Yes. So we were able to make a little bit of money, and we used that money directly to... Um, improve our equipment to try to have better cameras better lighting all that stuff because we wanted to continue this to a certain degree but then because we had some monetization then we started getting copyright claims now this is again like because k-pop was now starting to be noticed 
and the reactions are starting to get noticed, the entertainment companies found us. Specifically SM. Well, and then also because we were in all of the articles in Korea. This is, okay, this is honestly what I think. So while while you were starting to get tired and all that stuff, I was dealing with the legal side of YouTube all of a sudden because of all this attention we got and we were in all of the papers in Korea and we were on TV in Korea. The actual entertainment companies found our channel and we started getting copyright claim after copyright claim. It was like every day, 15 to 20 new copyright claims. The majority of them were just a copyright claim. They were just going to take the revenue from those reaction videos. And I was like, fine, that's not why we're doing it. I don't care. But one particular entertainment company took it a step further and they put a strike against our account. Mm -hmm. That's actually the first reason why I said we need a second channel, because if this one gets taken down, we're done. Yep. So that was part of it. So we had at least one strike going while we started Viva La K-pop. And then a little while later, they struck us again. And they were threatening a third time. Once you get three strikes, you get permanent deletion. That's it. You're done. And at that point is when I was like, you're not loving this anymore. I can tell. Let's try to focus on the videos we want to do on Viva the K-pop because that one doesn't have any copyright strikes anyway. We started to move as many subscribers that wanted to actually watch us and not just watch us laugh. Yeah. We moved them kind of towards Viva the K-pop. And then I think you went to Korea. Yes. And that honestly was probably the true end of it because I tried to do it by myself and it's just not the same when you're by yourself. It's, we don't feed off each other, so I am not the same alone as I am with you. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't keep dancing around getting the channel deleted because then what is the point of anything? And I was tired of getting threats from a specific entertainment company that we love to call Sam. (laughs) We love Sam. (laughs) <laughs> Sam can go jump off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, they're a little... Anyway. Yeah. Well, I remember we would... Tr- like, I tried to do, like, my own vlogging stuff while I was in Korea. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I tried... I think I, I tried making my own YouTube channel that was separate or something like that so I could upload those vlogs. Um, I thought you uploaded to Vivo K-pop. Did it? Was it Vivo K-pop? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing that on my own. And again, like it wasn't as popular because like you weren't involved. I did the best I could. But it was exciting for me because it was a study abroad and I was ge- going to actually see Korea. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we started having to go separate ways. Like you went to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, you had like your own kind of thing going on. And I think did yeah. you continue to do some reaction videos while you were in Taiwan. Yeah, I did. So I had been doing random reaction videos before I left for Taiwan. I did some with Miley even um, to try to get somebody else to play off of. It was a good attempt, but we weren't together and that was really the problem. But yeah, I tried. And then I did do some while I was in Taiwan, but I was also doing kind of similar to what you had done because you had done postcard postcards from Korea. I was trying to do postcards from Taiwan. Yeah. Or from Haiti or I don't remember how I phrased it. 
but like to try to kind of like okay we can upload separately but to the same channel in the same vein so it's similar kind of a, of a thing but um again like we weren't together so no matter how interesting it was to me I think that dynamic is what really people were missing yeah and it eventually became pretty clear to us that our chances of really making anything work the way that we wanted it to, the way that it was in that golden summer was kind of, it was over. We had to kind of like let it go. Yeah. And then we, we had just, I graduated from college. So, and you were getting ready to the year after. Yeah. It was our final so it year. It was yeah. time to like, you know, do something with our lives. I ended up moving to Korea before you. Yes. Um, not not before before but you know before you graduated and moved there and um I tried to do reaction videos in Korea a little bit too but I was more interested in getting out and seeing Korea and meeting people and learning Korean and I got very excited at the idea of just being there and being present I wasn't as interested in making videos about it and even when you came out the ones we wanted to make were concert vlogs or like going and doing things, not just looking at a video. <laughs> exactly. Like we were getting back to the authentic roots that we started with is documenting things, creating things that we wanted to have as memories. And I don't know if everyone knows that um, follows our old channel. Um, Katie and I lived in Korea for a long time, um, one year together and then two, uh, a year separately. So like she went and then I joined for her second year. And then after she left, I stayed for an additional year. So we lived there. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. And I know for a fact I ran into at least one of our fans while we were there. Ooh. I ran into a couple. And I I don't know about you and you could talk about your reaction to meeting them. But mm. my experience with the obsession and with the nitpicking and with the hate and I even had a stalker at one point while we were very famous. Like, he found me on every social media platform and was trying to marry me. It was really scary. Um, he even found me on Twitter, like, everywhere. Um, I got really scared from that. So when I, I was with my friend Heidi on the subway, and these two people kept staring at me, which is, like, not uncommon, but it was, like, a different stare. It was, like, I recognize you stare. Mm. and they were like I know you you were that person on YouTube and I was like nope that's not me like my 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 knee-jerk reaction was like do not talk to me I don't know you I panicked and I told Heidi we had to go to a different car on the subway not because I thought that they were bad people but after I denied who I was they kept staring at me and I was like I don't want to this to become a confrontation I don't know who these people mm. are as nice as it would have been for me like yeah that's me and like take a picture I'm I don't feel safe Mm. I mean I don't know that I ever truly felt unsafe I was unsettled a couple of times because of the situation I was in like we've we've seen other people who've watched us on YouTube at concerts like they'll see they'll see us and yeah but I know that those people are chill because they're 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 our minions they're our fans people that are just living in Korea could have just seen our stuff and hated us. But do you remember? Were you with me? I don't actually remember. There was a guy in Korea 
that I know that he saw me. I don't remember if you were with me or not, but he was like going down the escalator while I was going up. Watch oh, I me. remember this guy. Were you with me? I remember no? this. Yeah. So that moment where he sees us and like freaks out and then we like leave the subway and he comes and like runs up the other side of the escalator and comes and finds us yeah. and, and he's so excited. And at first I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. And then he talks and says he knows this from YouTube and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. It was a little weird, but okay, cool. Hi. Um, and then I remember he kept asking if like we live nearby and that's yes. when I was like, ding, 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 warning bells. Don't say anything. No, we don't. We don't. Even though we like lived right next door. <laughs> yeah. We, I think we even like went the long way. We were like, we're not, we're not going to let him know like jack shit. Like, yeah. No. Because he wanted, the reason why he wanted to know that though, is because he wanted to give us like face masks or something. Like he wanted to give us a gift and in all reality, he was probably fine. It was probably truly what he, you know, truly kind thing he wanted to do. But we have but no on proof. the off chance that it wasn't, mm-hmm. there was just no way I was ever going to chance meeting him again. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, thank you for the hand mask. I think he also asked for our phone number. And then also, like, oh. is he expecting us to now be best friends with him? Like, I don't remember. Uh, I remember being uh, unsettled. And we, we did end up having, we changed our route home, like, two or three times just to be sure we never ran into him again um there was that experience um i don't know if i told you this but i accidentally dated one what <laughs> this is news to me what <laughs> this was a moment i'm definitely not proud of in oh my, my life. god what you dated a minion accidentally i didn't know until very late into the date when he finally told me because he did not say anything. Wow. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's fine that you didn't know, though. I mean, but it was weird. So, like, we had been talking um, for a while before we went on this date. And then I met him. And, okay, here's the thing. Dating in Korea is really weird. And it's not uncommon for when you are going out with a guy. Like, they don't look at you very much. Like, that's yeah, just kind of a thing. Like, it's considered rude to stare at somebody in Korea, right? But this guy was, like, a a level above that. Like, even when we're talking, like, he would never make eye contact with me. He would look at my nose, and that's as far up as he would go, and then he would look down. And it was very – it was a little weird, honestly. But I didn't know – I didn't know his deal. So I was like, we're going to finish the date at least. That's fine. And we were walking around Gangnam. (laughs) Funnily enough, it all comes back to Gangnam. Um you're walking around isn't that interesting (laughs) and um i don't know if he waited for this moment or not now that i think about it oh my god that's creepy okay anyway he might have planned that out he's like you know what we can do we can do it Gangnam style (laughs) (laughs) there's actually a really horrible part to the story but anyway oh god so we're walking around Gangnam and um he tried to hold my hand and I was like, okay, whatever. Like to me, that's not anything, but I guess, but to Koreans, sometimes that is like a big deal. So yeah, I don't know. He was really nervous about it. So he was holding my hand and we were walking and it was just chill. I don't know, whatever. And I don't remember how it came up because he spoke almost only Korean and I did not speak that great of Korean at that time. So it was really hard to understand what he was trying to say, but eventually I got the gist that he watched me on YouTube and then he said, oh. Paniel. And I was like, Oh, no. I know that one. 
you're a fan. <laughs> and I didn't know how to react. I remember like smiling awkwardly because I was like, okay, this man is holding my hand. He hasn't really looked at me all day. Am I in danger? <laughs> Do you have my face painted on your wall in blood? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was weird, but he was chill. I left that date and I didn't know what to do, but we ended up going on a second date because I was like, okay, just because he liked me on YouTube doesn't necessarily mean anything. Let's give him a second chance. Again, our perspective is we're not famous. Right, like, and I wasn't, it wasn't like I'm walking around with a bodyguard, so, exactly. like, I don't get recognized all the time. It was just random that he had waited until that point to tell me, so I wasn't really sure what to think about him. Long story short, I ended up in his apartment. <laughs> oh my god, you're stupid. You are a stupid bitch. What the hell? Listen, it was because I didn't understand what the hell he was saying half the time. We went and we watched a movie. And after the movie, he said something and I didn't really know. And one of my defense mechanisms for that first year I was in Korea was to nod and smile. So I nod and smile. I mean, like, I feel like that's common. To go with him somewhere. So I was like, okay, we're going somewhere. So we got on the subway. I don't know where we're going, but I figured I can just hop back on the subway. I can find my way anywhere on the subway. That's fine. We get out at a random station and it leads to apartment buildings in general but that wasn't weird in korea because some of the best restaurants and some of the best places were down a random alley like it didn't spark any red flags to me at that point yeah now he did stop at a uh convenience store i forgot the word for that (laughs) and i was like fine whatever he was a smoker which i didn't know again until that second date (laughs) so i figured he just needed his fix so i was like whatever so he comes back out with a bag and we continue down the street and it wasn't until we were walking up the stairs (laughs) and he was opening his apartment door that i was like oh uh, uh." Hmm. i think this is a nah bro i could have been killed i really could have you really could have (laughs) been Yeah. Because I'm standing, because I walked in, of course, because Katie dumb. And <laughs> you dumb dumb. <laughs> I'm such a dumb dumb. I walked in, I'm standing there, I'm looking at his mattress on the floor. Again, not weird in Korea, but no. his mattress on the floor, and he like rifles through his drawers, and he produces a t-shirt and pants for me to change it to. And then I'm like, uh, 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 uh. He takes out of the bag a toothbrush and toothpaste he bought for me to stay the night, I guess. And I was just, like, standing there holding his clothes and his toothbrush and toothpaste, thinking, how the hell do I say to him in Korean, hell no? Like, what do I... I mean, I thought the stuff in the bag was going to be way worse. I think it's actually kind of cute that he got you a toothbrush. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Did I verify that was the only thing in the bag? No. Okay. I don't know. But that uh, the way he was acting and the, what he wanted to say, I think he just wanted me to stay the night because it was kind of getting late. And I don't know. He probably was going to try something later. But Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. This man's that, not that dumb. Moment. Right. So I don't know what I said to him still to this day. I don't remember what I said. But I basically said, I have to go home. <laughs> oh, shit. 
poor guy. And I put his like, I put his clothes on the floor or on the floor on his bed, and then he stops me at the door and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! Do you know the way to the subway?" I mean, basically, I can't understand everything he's saying, but this is my inference. Aww. I'm like, "Yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay." And then he says, "Wait again," and he hands me a little teddy bear, <gasps> and he's like, "Go home safely." And I'm holding this teddy bear, and I walk away, and I go to this, I run to the subway, because I'm down a dark alley now. (laughs) And I get on the subway, and I go home, and I never hear from this man again. Oh, my, that's actually really a cute story for a person that could have been a serial killer. (laughs) I mean, like, think about it. Like, all the things he could have done, he handed you a teddy bear. (laughs) I mean... He could have had the most pure intentions, but the problem was Katie Dumb did not think through the nod and smile and get on the subway with a random man that you don't really know yet. He was our second date. Like, I didn't know him. Yeah, you didn't. No, and, like, that so, that's totally justified. I support in it. any other country, in any other country, I would be dead. But because it was Korea, I think that's why I escaped. <laughs> it's probably true, honestly. <laughs> So yeah, that's a kind of a random story that I just thought of. Um, I can't believe I never told you that story. You probably, you I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't think you have. I might have edited that story, I don't know. Yeah, I, you definitely edited it for me, if, if anything. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, you go. good for you. Yeah. You got, like, I, I, most we ever got was, like, people that didn't recognize us at K-pop um, concerts. Mm. So, like, and that, yeah. those people that stared at me at the subway that was really creepy like they literally mm-hmm. like they wouldn't stop and then they would like whisper to whisper to each other and then like look at me again that's because you tried to deny it bitch like duh. well what if i'm just a white person that looks like other white people okay it could have I mean, been maybe but no it's not though so it wasn't they were right you are correct <laughs> if you're listening to this you were correct but you scared the shit out of me okay um also Mindy's scared easily. I mean, I went to the I apartment am. of the Dominion and I didn't care. Yeah, I literally would be peeing myself. I'd be like, ah, no! I, 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 I just scare know, easily. I do know that there was a long time, even now, even if I go to Korea today, I know that I will have this feeling of, are they staring at me because I'm foreign or do they know me? Exactly, yes. And that was always the uncomfortable part is I would never know which one it is. Yes. So, um, that's, that's kind of like our experience with being in Korea and all that and meeting our fans. Would you ever go back to doing what we were doing? Reaction videos, you mean? The whole channel, like the whole, like, uh, doing like the sketch comedy and and the reaction videos and like doing everything that Mm. we used to do. I would say at this point, not in the same way. I do still, and I still actually am planning on, I've been putting it off because it's been an overwhelming experience here in Ohio. Our parents just bought a house, so. Um, yes, congrats to parents. Yes, love that for them. It's but, like the whole Bridgerton like feel over there. It's great. Right, like they, the house is beautiful. I've been enjoying just relaxing and not worrying about anything at all and looking at books that are just so old and so beautiful and remembering my love for books and remembering my love for tea and just enjoying an aesthetic and everything like that so at the moment my head's not really in that space but I do remember and I want to document 
parts of my life in an authentic but interesting way. So I do want to do vlogs and things like that. But do I want to create a character again or to be, I don't know, basically a clown. That's what we were for a long time. We were people's mm-hmm. clowns, we which for that time, we were we were fine with it. And it was we fun enjoyed it. We liked making people laugh. Right. And I still, I miss, I miss the interaction with our actual, like, minions. Not just people who watched us to laugh at us or whatever, but the people we would interact with and that, newest like a guy commented um, or a minion commented the other day basically said you know um this is my childhood and that freaked me out first of all but like how dare you sir i know but they're right like they, i am a young desirable woman <laughs> i mean desirable yes young, <laughs> we are not <laughs> i mean we're still young i think we're young you're young at heart at least i don't know i but, will like, always be young at heart it's not something I think I can go back to. I think there is only forward. And I don't know. I I want to be creative still. That's never going to change. It's just in what way. I feel you on that. So, like, for me, I want to go back to creating videos as an mm-hmm. artistic form. Like, I would love to mm-hmm. do, like speed cleans and mm. um i would do vlogs and like put music over it and get like artistic uh footage that way the way mm. that i used to in my youth where i would just like you know like i used to edit old movie oh, not old movies i would take movies um on dvd and i would import them onto my computer and i would make like music videos out of it uh, yeah i remember that do you remember our old channel oh my god like oh my god. yes Scarlet but it was Rose good it was good Okay, let me tell you, for the fake-ass videos that we made, they were good. (laughs) Quality. Amazing intro for our... Transitions on point. (laughs) (laughs) Those were so much fun, though. They were. So, like, I want to get back to the artistic part of it. I don't necessarily want to do it to please anyone, if that makes sense. So I want to do it for me. I want to document things that I do for my own personal memories and things mm. that feed my my creative side because now that we're in the workforce mm. our hobbies are what keeps us sane what keeps us going yeah. and so i don't want to have youtube be my life i don't want it to be my career Mm-mm. in fact yeah, i don't even once... know if i want to have money off of it really because that just puts pressure <laughs> on me right i feel like once it becomes your job I mean, every, even if you love your job, it's still work, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it needs, I, I, I want it to be more of a stress relief and an outlet than the one that I need relief from. <laughs> one, like, let's be honest, even with this podcast, I have like an eternal dialogue going on in my head where I am like, I need to promote it because I do want to see it grow. That's a part of yeah. the gratification that I get from it. But I hate mm-hmm. promoting it. I hate having to make mm-hmm. TikToks. I hate having to like make content on my Instagram to promote it because it almost feels like, watch me, watch me. Hey, guys, watch me. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't like that. I want it to be authentic. And I want like all my my output to be authentic. So I'm trying to find a way to incorporate the creativity in with the promotion and maybe that will mean that like this podcast never takes off because I just refuse to be fake. I can't. It, it does not feed my soul, and I don't want to waste my time on it. 
Yeah, that's the problem with us, though. We never could be fake, which is why <laughs> when we would react to videos we didn't like, we they showed could tell. it. <laughs> like, they could tell. Even when we would try to put on a face, be like, that was nice. Good for you, girl's generation. Uh, I can't lie. Is the problem is really where it's at. <laughs> like, my face shows all of my emotions, sometimes to my detriment. <laughs> and when it's boring, it's boring, guys. Like, get right. over it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will never be a ballad person, and you're just gonna have to live with that. Uh, it's just it reminded me of Big Bang's comeback and how sad I am. Except for FT Island, severely, that is the only ballad that will always live in my head as like the most painstaking, beautiful ballad. Listen, I don't mind ballads, but I need there to be more than just a ballad. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Like, give me a ballad and then give me a banger. That's all I ask. I am so disappointed. Like, let me just say something. There is a trend. This is getting into, like, the fan side of me. There is a trend that once they get back from the military, they become only ballad singers. And it makes me want to literally jump off a cliff. Because they used to be so, like, hard-hitting bands. And then they get back and they're like, you know what? Let's be sad boys. I am not into the sad boy aesthetic. They weren't sad boys before. I mean, I know the military's hard and all, but guess what? You can come out to the other side and not be sad boy. I mean, I feel like even Shiny's doing it. Even Shiny. Uh, even Shiny. I don't, I don't want to talk about Shiny. I'm still sad. Oh, uh, we could get into that whole drama. Like, I was in Korea when this was happening. I don't remember if you, I think you had already left by that point. I think so. I don't think I was in Korea when he passed. And I was at work as it was unfolding. I was like, wait, what? Because I was on the news, like, on the computer at work. Mm. And I was like, excuse me, what? Why is his name coming up? What? Mm. Are you serious? No, this can't be real. Like, I remember, like, the whole process as it, like, unfolded. I remember watching Key crying at his viewing. And I was like, oh, my God. I I cannot believe that this is happening. They're forever changed. Mm. and i yeah if anybody's allowed to be sad boys it's shiny i give them a pass to some degree except for the fact that he has worked so hard on being happy i'm so proud of him for Mm. taking such a sad moment in his life and maintaining jonghyun's essence in the group i feel like they Mm. all made that effort to like maintain him there yeah honestly if Sam wasn't such a bitch we would have probably done a special reaction for that honestly yeah I I honestly like had I not been in the space of like I don't want people to know I exist while I'm in Korea I I would have done that as well because he he was he was so special yeah anyway sad turn sorry (laughs) (laughs) brought us all down sorry what like big bang like let's like big bang really i'm mad you have absolutely no reason to be sad boys i don't know if it's because they're trying to do a soft step back into the limelight because of the scandal that happened if this is their soft step into it top left the group i don't know if that's actually true i heard that he like is officially out like he was just like my contract's up bye bitches I haven't heard anything official. Where did you see that? Um, the internet. <laughs> Aha! The most reliable source, I see. 
got it from Timmy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, internet. <laughs> I I don't I, I don't know, know for sure. I, I just I just know every K-pop fan is talking about how he's gone. I remember there's like a GD fan account that had posted a letter from supposedly GD talking about top leaving, but I never verified that. And it is entirely possible. This could have been a one-off thing that they had to do per their contract and top may be completely done, but I haven't seen an official thing from that. So I don't know. Could be. I am so sorry to any like listeners who have no idea who we're talking about. It's a shame that you don't. Let's just put it that way. I am not sorry. Get on the bandwagon or get off of the internet. I don't just, know. just look up their greatest hits. If you don't enjoy it, that's fine. But we might have just like introduced you to your new obsession and you're welcome. All I'm saying is 2012 Big Bang. Well, mm. 2010 to 2012. No, because their made album, Actual Fire. Oh, it's good. Oh, that was good. Okay, I will say up until their zero to ten concert, classic, amazing Big Bang. Anything after that, I don't know about that. It was okay. Yeah, there was only okay because even the one of their solo careers, there was just so much drama that like you can't expect them to make great music with all that going on. Yes, even the the cast out, even his music is still good. I still listen to some of it because he didn't write it, so. I just avoid it on precedent. Like, the amount of women that he violated, I just, I can't. I know. It's unfortunate because the songs that he happened to sing were written very well. Yes. He was, like, yeah. Yeah. Ew. But, yes, the rest of Big Mang's great. (laughs) Honestly, this may be controversial, and I don't know if we've ever said this in a video itself, but we would say this to each other all the time. If you deleted Sungri, Big Bang would still be Big Bang. Agreed. I think we were afraid to say it on our YouTube channel because we knew that the way K-pop fans are is like if you try to say anything like that, they're like, you have to love all of them. If you like, if you like the group, you have to like all of them. But in all honesty, <sighs> we knew things. We could feel it off of, of Sugni. And like there was that whole scandal of him in, in the hotel room that came to light when they came mm-hmm. over to um, to this California. We, we went, yeah, or, this yeah. we went to go see them. Yeah, and we were like, excuse me? We all knew he was sleazy. We all knew it. But if you were a fan, you couldn't not like him. Yep. He's the Mothne. You know, you got, oh, he's the he's the troublesome Mothne. You got to love him. No. I ain't got to do nothing but die. No, that man needs to stay in prison. Thank you. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, the song itself that they came out with recently, it isn't bad. I agree. But it isn't the comeback that I wanted. So, I'm out. We wanted like Fantastic Baby point two, right? I needed something, or even even just reinvent yourself again in another interesting way. This was uninteresting. It was almost done. It was like the made album again. It was done. That was disappointing. That's all I can say. That's all I'm going to say on this matter. I still love Big Bang deep in my heart. I have the most amazing memories going to see them. Their songs are the soundtrack to my life. Love those boys. But disappointed. Agreed. So, as far as YouTube goes, I feel like 
it was a culmination. The reason why we had to leave it was a culmination of we kind of had to live our own lives. Mm-hmm. Things were getting hairy on the YouTube side because, like, we mm-hmm. couldn't control what our content was being flagged on. Yeah. And we were starting to go in, like, artistic directions differently. And mm-hmm. we couldn't, uh, like, we couldn't really find a solid ground on what we wanted to do. All right. And I mean... Yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I, for me, more th- so than anything, the legal side of it is what really put it, the final nail in that coffin. Because there's just no getting around the fact that to do a reaction, you have to use copyrighted material. Exactly, and like on top of that, it's like, what fun is it to make those, knowing that there's a chance that it will either be flagged or taken down? Like all that work right. for nothing. Because it was work. Say, Right. There, they are a lot of work. There takes a lot of energy to not just record it, but then I would have to go and edit it and upload it, and it's so much time and so much energy. But I will say this. Other, I've, asked, I've been had this question asked so many times. Why is it that other people can do the reaction videos then? Why aren't their channels being taken down? The only thing I can say to answer that question is they didn't have the same amount of exposure in Korea, specifically in Korea, that we did so i don't think the entertainment companies cared as much i agree with you like because we had our faces i think like plastered on a few different billboards even in korea at one point Mm -hmm. people knew who we were right unfortunately (laughs) and unfortunately that meant we got the harsher punishments for doing those videos exactly and like again like we were we were just like small town girls like we didn't have bodyguards we didn't have like an agent or anything to help us out it was just us Mm -hmm. right we we just wanted to laugh at a video literally we were just like let's be creative and then that that this whole thing happened It's crazy, and it was a fun time, interesting experience. We are still on the Wikipedia page for Gangnam Style. We are. Yep. So, I mean, we're part of history. This is a weird part of history to be on, but... You know, like, I will take my part of history. I will own that shit. I don't regret it, but it is not possible to continue. It is kind of a, like a sore topic sometimes when people ask, like, can I see your YouTube channel? I, I'm always like, okay, <laughs> listen, <laughs> this is not like your normal girly girl YouTube channel where, like, what? I'm reviewing my latest Hollister haul. <laughs> this is, like, weird shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we thought yeah. it was fun so it's not gonna be your cup of tea i'm just telling you now <laughs> well i do i okay i agree so me in my normal everyday life i'm not the character or side of myself that i am in these videos so it is really funny for me to, to see people watch them because they're like are is that you and i'm like yeah you just never see this side of me because you're not around me and my sister 
it's just the way it is. Like that's yeah. a very specific side of ourselves that very few people get the privilege to see. <laughs> very few. When they do, they kind of get scared. Let's be honest. Like when they know well, us okay. individually, and then we get together, and they're like, "Who are you two? Right. We're we're different people together. But they either get scared or addicted to the combination of us. Sometimes it can be addicting. I will say. But that's dangerous because that's not us all the time. It's only when we're together. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know. It's a weird thing that happens. I, our streams cross or something. I don't know. Yes, we're the Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I've always been like curious. Neither yeah. one of us has ever been married. I'm always curious how our husbands are going to cope when we're together. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, because I just, yes, I have a, I have a feeling they're going to be in the kitchen with beers trying to make small ew. talk while we're in, in like the other room, literally speaking in foreign language, like weird voices. I mean, kind of. First of all, <laughs> I would never marry a man who drinks beer. Ew. You want to kiss those lips? I sure don't. Second of all. I don't actually expect them to be able to handle us, but to at least <laughs> enjoy us. Just like sit That's back and relax, life. man. <laughs> right. And honestly, like if if we get together that often with a significant other, my prediction is either they will watch us like TV and we'll just do our thing. Or they might actually try to join in and then we'll get annoyed with them and kick them out. I'd be like, you, this isn't about you. We have literally been doing this for over 30 years. Step down. You, you don't understand the game, okay? Excuse me, get out of, out of the ring. You were not a part of this jousting tournament. I, I do I do wonder. I, I don't know, but if, if they try to compete with us, I wonder if we're going to get annoyed or not. I don't know. How dare they? I remove my gloves, sir. Well, also, we have too many inside jokes. I don't think... We do. I don't think they can keep up with our inside jokes. Yeah. We, we have too many. Like, most of them are movie quotes. So no. it usually it's just be like, okay, I guess now you have to watch Transylvania 6 5000. Like, if you're going to get that <laughs> joke, because that's where it's from. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of movies we pull from, it's too eclectic. There's no way. <laughs> it, it's kind of harrowing to think of, like, okay, now we have to watch Meatballs. Now we got to watch labyrinth now we gotta watch like what is another a, a big trouble little china like or duck soup or surf ninjas. We pull from so many so many <laughs> and some of them are random stupid movies we've watched once but we remember the stupid things we thought were funny i was just thinking about surf ninjas the other day and i was like they will never understand <laughs> that scene that when we were kids when she was like and now i'm yours forever and then lightning struck outside like that's our inside joke because we were there for that oh, lightning yeah. storm. oh my gosh i forgot about that it was so we were like oh no <laughs> oh my god that was that was good time that's good time it was and like they'll, they'll never understand those things even if we show them because I, I i have shown people there's been a, a quite a few people who have liked transylvania 6 5000 because it's a classic but i just yeah. don't think that they can get all of them I don't. Hmm. I, I don't know that I have that expectation for a significant other, especially at this point, because 
let me put it this way. Even if I get married, you're my soulmate. Ah! I've been telling people this for years. <laughs> I finally get her to admit it and to record it so she could never deny it. I'll deny it anyway. <laughs> I have been saying this for years. I was like, I don't think that I'm going to find, I don't have to look because my sister's my soulmate. And mm. people will be like, no, you got to marry it. And I was like, no, 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 no. The person that is literally made for me is my sister. She was literally <laughs> constructed from my inside my mom for me. Well, technically, you were made for me because I came first. <laughs> That's true. You were like, actually, I need a part two. <laughs> <laughs> part two. I was playing with myself in the mirror and like I just needed someone else to bounce ideas off of. So could like you mom and dad create another one of me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know that I would call you another me because you're very different from me. But that's a I good am. thing. I am the yang to your yin. Yeah. Wait. Which one's the male energy? Am I male in this? Yang, I think, is male. <laughs> okay. I don't yin, know. Yin just I, sounds like female to me. I actually have no proof of that, and I should, with my degree, know the difference. But I, I feel like yeah. yin sounds female to me. Um, I'll believe you because I don't know. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, it's true. Either way, all I'm saying is I don't have an expectation of a significant other, other that they have to be at the same level as us because we are us. It's never going to be the same. It's true. Yeah. I um I made Katie do a practical magic uh, photo shoot with me last October because like, <laughs> I feel like that's our energy. It's like in the movie yeah. Practical Magic, the sisters are like, yeah, but it's you and me. Like These guys, they're great and we love them, but it's you and me. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. It's kind of a good comfort in, in, in the end in general because no matter what happens, we're always going to have each other. Even if we hate each other, sometimes we still love each other. That's far and few in between since we matured. When we were teenagers, oh yeah, we were like to the death. But... Now I feel like we're more understanding of each other's differences and we're able to be like, hey, I understand where you're coming from and I can comfort you because I know you. Well, I mean, there's that and the fact that I'm getting older. I'm also, I just, I don't have the energy to care that much anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I used to care so much about if you said something to me the wrong way in the wrong tone of voice, I would have been like offended. Yes. But now I'm like, girl, I ain't got the energy to care. Just <laughs> Do what you gotta do. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've just gotten tired of my old age. Good to know. So I've not improved at all. I just you just care less. Good to know. I don't know. I mean, I I don't care anymore about anything. So <laughs> we'll know. never know. You could have been perfectly, and maybe that's why I don't have to care anymore. But that's literally it's just like I'm like. Eh. If 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 there's something that bothers me that you do, which I can't think of anything at the moment. But if, even if there was, I don't think it would be the fight that it used to be. No, no. It, it, it's definitely like we've matured into better people. So uh, there's something I want to propose. Mm. I thought about this last year. And I don't think what? you're ready. I don't think you're ready for this. I think we should get the tattoos of the, <laughs> of the lines. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I think we should get the tattoos. Of the lines from Practical Magic on our arms in the same place that says your blood, my blood, our blood. Where are you thinking you're going to you're gonna tattoo me? Wherever you want. Which is nowhere. 
you i i'm 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 gonna we- i'm gonna wear you down one of these days because like here's the <laughs> logic behind tattoos your sin your sin your skin ah <laughs> uh, just my sin <laughs> Your skin is going to get old and creepy and sag anyway. Might as well put a picture on it. I don't have anything against tattoos themselves, but here's the problem. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Fine. I'll take this into consideration. This is my rule for yes. me. Listen. Yes. Don't start yet. Calm the fuck down. Listen. <laughs> the rule is, if I still want it a year from now, then I will get it. I okay. have yet to want something. A year from when I decide I want it. Well, that's so just because you're fickle. Happens, Sorry, what? that was mean. What did you just say to me? I'm now we're going to start the fight. <laughs> what did you say to me? <laughs> you know you have this issue of, like, commitment to something long-term. Offended. I have come so much farther than that but i am very careful in my choices now thank you very much i can agree with that i will i will take that that's valid i do have fear there yes okay (laughs) i have worked on it quite a bit i'll have you know i have been what now i have been in therapy i don't want to talk about that no i haven't that's actually something i'm not going to commit to (laughs) okay there we go great awesome (laughs) i've been working on myself enough that i know what bothers me i know my lines and i know why i react certain ways to certain people in certain situations why that commitment fear is there um but I, through different people, including you, and including the man I'm dating currently, I have come to a very clear conclusion that for now I need to not think about so far in the future, because that's where my issues come, because I'm thinking so far ahead that I'm not enjoying the now, and I'm not thinking about the now, so I ruin my now. I get it. I get it. I really do. But what we're going to do is I'm going to find a way to get, like, gel pens. And we'll draw it on your body that can be erased so you can see what it looks like. You can even do a henna tattoo if you want to try it for a little bit longer than that. Mm -hmm. Get an idea. And then... I just don't know how I would feel about my first tattoo if I'm going to get any being something you came up with and not me. Well, it doesn't have to be. You well, can go get it. I still one. haven't had an idea that I've wanted after a year. Okay. I've even dropped it down to six months before and still hasn't made it to six months. Mm. Okay. Well, I still want this to be considered because I would like to have a tattoo that we both have on our on our bodies at all times, no matter where we go, because it is inherent for us to never be in the same state. I don't know why. Do you know, honestly, there's part of me that's that's thinking while you're saying this, why don't we just cut our hands and do the blood sister thing? Ew! Like, no! That's something I'm more willing to do. Why? That's, like, way more detrimental. I know. I don't know why. What My the brain hell? is this way, but it is. I don't Why know. would that be the first choice? I don't know. 
a nice tattoo done by an artist who has like sanitary equipment and it, it, hey i got it, a knife in the drawer let's cut our hands yeah you're crazy you are you are nuts <laughs> i get that you're like into like this like dramatic Richardson jane austen die of like the plague idea mindset right now but we don't have mm. to do that anymore <laughs> that's not a thing you have to do like we don't have to like rub sand into our palms to create the scar to like symbolize our commitment that that's not a thing anymore Okay, so let's maybe check back with me when I'm away from this aesthetic because I don't think I can get out of it right now. <laughs> wow. Okay. But that's my goal. Now that I've gotten you to admit that you're my soulmate, the next step is the tattoo. Oh, God I'm patient like water. Like, I, I just wait. Which is funny because I'm the water sign. You'd think I'd be the, the one wearing people down slowly <laughs> you would think but you're nope. the quickest to leave you'd be like oh you don't want okay bye you got standards <laughs> and i'm just like i will hold on to this idea until i die <laughs> we'll see that's all i can say katie's like up on the mountain she's like i'm not coming down and i'm like i'll wait <laughs> i will wait <laughs> legit though that's probably why you're more of my soulmate because that's honestly the only way to get me in general <laughs> why do i feel like i'm a, like a literal body of water like i'm a personified body of water and you're like that uh reindeer on top of the mountain in the house that was like all rickety of that cartoon when we were kids <laughs> oh my god <laughs> his house is like literally teetering at all times i'm not coming down <laughs> i'm not coming down I'll wait. <laughs> hey, my books are up here. I'm fine. <laughs> don't worry. You'll come down. One day you'll have to. No, oh, I don't like that. That's creepy. <laughs> don't be creepy. Sorry. All right. Uh, any final any final points you want to make? Um, in conclusion. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think we've I think we've covered the bases. Um, I miss the minions. If anybody is listening, I miss you guys. It was good. The times. real minions. The it was OGs. Good times. Yeah. The ones that were excited when I gave them the moldy cookie under our couch. Do you remember that day? <laughs> yeah, she was so cute. I loved her that i miss but we are older we are wiser are we wiser i don't know man i don't think think we've learned jack shit honestly hey speak for yourself i mean like this podcast is like was made for me to try to be a better person but um i'm still here every day every day like i'll be like guys don't be jealous and then i'll like kick a can and be like that bitch like it's just (laughs) i try Unfortunately, trying is all we get to do. It's, oh, Mr. Miyagi said there's no try. There is only to, oh, no, that was Yoda. Never that mind. was Yoda. Oh. Mr. Miyagi was a whole other wax on, wax on situation. Um, honestly, I don't understand any of the movie uh, advice that people give. So, <laughs> which one do I follow? What? <laughs> That's a whole other podcast episode. You don't understand. We're going to have to go through it. <laughs> I like. I honestly like. 
I'm going to have to get you back on here and I'm going to get all the movie quotes and see if you understand what they mean. <laughs> all I got to say is Yoda says there's no try, there's only do. Mr. Miyagi saying wax on, wax off. And then you got Maverick over here just saying... Talk to me, Goose. Jack shit. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, talk, talk to me, me Goose. Goose. Yeah. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. And Permission to buzz also, the tower. Oh, yeah. Uh, nope. Pattern is full. <laughs> Gonna do it anyway. Like, Negative ghostwriter. So what they say. Negative ghostwriter. Pattern is full. I love this movie so much. I can quote it. I should. I just made my boyfriend watch that not too long ago. And um, it was quite the experience to have him watch it. Really watch it for the first time. And I really want to just test his his memory now and just be like, talk he's to not going to remember it. <laughs> he could. You might remember. You never know. Okay. All right. Sure. I'm going to find out. Maverick. We'll see. We'll see. I know that our memories are highly attuned to these these quotes, but they you are. never know. The one that I'm I can't use train. anymore because it's not it's not PG. It's not. Um, PG. Well, it's PG. It's not PC. Is uh, the one from the old Disney Halloween uh, collection where he does the downtown in Calicutta. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, definitely not PC. I can't do it anymore, but like, it, like when I was younger, like, I thought it was so funny and I would like use it on you all the time. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I would like do the whole quote in like the middle of a grocery store. You know, honestly, you play the little pipe, and the mongoose comes out. (laughs) First, first, first the mongoose, then the cobra. Oh my god! (laughs) Listen to me, listen to me. Oh yeah, that was the whole quote. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I don't miss it. I, I used that. to enjoy just like embarrassing you doing that whole sketch in like the middle of Walmart. Because you wouldn't do just one part of it. You had to do the whole thing every time. <laughs> From like the beginning to the end. So frustrating. <laughs> I've left you in Walmart multiple times because of that. <laughs> Gosh dang it. <laughs> it was good. No one gets that because like Unless you're, like, really into watching kids' television, like, you won't know what that is. The only reason we know is because Mom recorded that one night. (laughs) Yep. And forever now, I will quote it to you in the middle of a grocery store. Gosh, Jake, stop! I am telling you! I am telling you! (laughs) When you're in downtown Calicutta! I promise I won't I do the rest of it. We're not in Walmart, so you can't. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, we should definitely have you back on, and we'll we'll do movie quotes to see if you can figure out what the hell they're saying, and if you get it right. Because okay. I think it'll be cookie? fine. I mean, like, sure. What do you mean, like, sure? That's not a... I'm not promising you You gotta anything. have a prize. I don't promise you anything. I'll promise you something. I'll promise you something. Oh, okay, what? I don't know. What are you you (laughs) promising? I was promising violence. What are you promising? Definitely not that. Um. (laughs) 
we're degrading down into our silliness now. Oh, yeah, we are. We're, we're getting back into where we actually were on our first YouTube channel. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, if you would like to go deep dive back into, like, going on 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, eight years, I think, since we started it. Eight years? More than eight. Really? Shit, I don't want to be At that old. At least nine. I don't want to be that old. Okay. So if you want to <laughs> deep dive back into my past and, and uh, check out the YouTube, it was the original is this really long drawn out one called Namaste Dweji Kim. We thought we were really inventive. Really hard to find, but honestly, the only way to find it still. It really is. And like, I'll have it like written out in the description so you can just click on it because it's really hard to write. Um... <laughs> You also, you can look up Viva La K-pop and, like, click from there. Mm. But, yeah, that you can – I'm assuming Katie's going to be making more content there. I will. Yeah. I mean, I intend to. Let's put okay. it that way. All right. So, like, go there if you want to, like, watch, like, more uh, PG adult content, content for adults that is not sexual, just, like, content, you know? <laughs> I don't know how to put this. Um, not K-pop related technically content. I mean, sometimes it happens because that's K-pop still part of my life, but it's still there. Yeah. Not focused. Yes. So if you'd like to check that out, uh, yeah, go ahead and do it. I will be next. I will be next. I will. I will. I will be back next week <laughs> with another riveting podcast episode. Uh, probably more related to my normal topics, but I hope you all enjoyed this fun step out of my normal content. All right. Uh, say good night, Katie. Good night, Katie. Ha! We're funny. Okay. <laughs> all right. See you next week. Bye.